Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Come in. Hey, are you home? Are you kidding? Yes, hey. yay. Oh my gosh, how are you? I'm good. Long time no see since yesterday's live porch cast, whatever. <laughs> oh yesterday's. My gosh. Today's, wait a minute, the one coming up that we're going to do and publish, but then by the time they hear the podcast, Y'all, be... it's so <laughs> weird because we have to think in the future, and neither one of us is very good about that because the future is like this fantasy place, like, oh, the future. Well, the future is like three days away, so. I know. Who thinks in the future like that? Well, and that segues nicely into the subject that I was talking about, which was time. Yeah. And... Time is so strange lately. It's not just me saying it. No, it's not. And it's not just you feeling it either. It's Time is weird right now. and It's spring and like right now we're having a little tiny bite of black bear winter. It's not, it's not bad. We've had worse black bear winters than that. Oh, yeah. We've been snowed out on black bear winter. <laughs> so I'm not complaining about, you know, low 60s and a lot of rain. No, 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 no. Yeah, time feels weird though. I mean, I always... I'm always going by two things, what the moon is doing and whose birthday is coming up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what time is for me. You don't do the who's died this year thing and who died last year thing? You know, I, I, yeah, I keep all those anniversaries in my, uh, in my calendar, but uh, I don't know, I, I don't, unless it's somebody really close to me or somebody that I'm really glad is dead, <laughs> then I don't necessarily... Um, I don't necessarily commemorate the death day so much as the birthday. Like uh, earlier this week was the birthday of uh, Hazel Robinson, who was the founder of Monty Park Plays. Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about her and a lot about, she just did some amazing stuff in this town. She did. Yes, she and did. And she was a pain in the butt to work with. I know I worked with her on both sides, where I was the director and she was the director. Oh. And either way is a pain in the butt. <laughs> but, but I mean, we all loved her. You can love people even if they're a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. I thought that went along with the whole definition of family. <laughs> oh, oh, God, did I say that? <laughs> quick, quick, mute this part. Where's the crows? <laughs> My buddy was telling me that he, he started kind of listening to the podcast yeah so he walks in the park you know and and i guess he takes the podcast with him when he walks because it's about usually about the same amount of time that he walks and he said he loved this last episode and then he's not he's like dipping in way back and so i'm asking him well what episode are you talking about <laughs> you know the one with all the crows <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's all of them. They are all the one with all the crows because your your sister, a weird mountain gal, has a foul mouth like a damn sailor. <laughs> Just admit it, you know I do. 
Well, they say it's a sign of intelligence. Is it? Mm -hmm. Or is it just a sign of a short fuse on a big temper? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's intelligence. <laughs> oh, no, no, definitely, definitely intelligence. Yeah, I'm definitely. going with that. <laughs> And, and my mouth can go too sometimes, but what what they don't hear is what gets edited out. Yes, and that that is the that is the cuss words that are very very long, and then the ones that are very very short. We we try to crow those little fellers out. Is uh, my friend? Well, you know Craig. Duh. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Craig. So Craig, when he gets mad, he will cuss, and it's like. It's like when Christians are speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> and he weaves all these words together that don't match. Uh -huh. You know, like he'll put, he'll say, uh, he'll say, <laughs> you know, like, what? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I had a, a, a professor in college who was also a really good friend of mine. And he's deceased now, so I'm not, you know, he's not going to come beat me up. <laughs> But he used to say, and you're going to have to crow all this out. His favorite uh, pearls of wisdom were. Ooh, I've said that one. And he, he would just roll that off his tongue. And he could say that if he was amazed and astounded. And he could say that if he was angry. Or he could say that if if he hit his thumb with a hammer. Because it was all pearls. But it just all of it kind of rolled together. Well, it, that's it's all purpose because it included all of them. Just about. but no, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> but Craig, you just never know. It's going to be random every time. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, he's creative like that. Well, he's, our Craig is a very creative man. Yeah, that is very true. He is, and they don't think like. Like the rest of the the folks out there, they think in creative <laughs> ways, and they curse creatively too. <laughs> but man, he taught me some stuff, and he's younger than me. How fun! Yeah, I know. Because as, as soon as you started talking about cussing, I thought it reminded me that sometimes Craig's mama listens to this, and every time I'm getting ready to let rip some foul mouth, did you just get off the USS? Well, then I always think, oh no, Craig's mama might be listening. Well, Craig's mama might be listening. <laughs> Selby's dad might be listening. Selby's mom might be listening. I mean, there's no telling what kinfolk I have that might be listening. And so, yeah, <laughs> I think about it sometimes, but then the cuss word desire to cuss is stronger i guess than the desire to make a good impression i don't know <laughs> i am yeah i i don't even know i mean i'm a writer and i'm technically i guess a wordsmith you know mm -hmm. I, I take words and i tinker with them and if I, my editor contacted me one of my editors because you know you got a million of them contacted me last night and i used the word fubblement in in my new book and and she said you know, I, I checked the style sheet, and that's, that's not really a word. There is a word, befuddlement. Do you want me to change it? And I said, well, I mean, you can, but you've read my book now, so you know I use language creatively. And that is not a euphemism for cussing, because I also do that. <laughs> so, and I said, so if you feel like it's necessary for you to change it to befuddlement, if that, you know, it's going to drive you nuts, every time you think about that book, you're going to think, that darn woman? 
she used the word funnel and it made me crazy. If it's gonna make you crazy, then you change it because I don't really care. But uh, but you need to know that I meant to use the word fuddlement. What do you think she did? I don't know. I did that. I sent that to her midnight last night. Uh, I haven't heard yet today. Well, well no telling. And I I honestly don't care. Abstain, whichever you want. Was it make? Was that make you happy? Okay. You're not that, attached to. No, me. I'm telling you, these folks at Wiser have treated me like a queen. That's wonderful. They really have. They've just been. From the get-go. That's, you know, I don't understand why people wouldn't do that anyway, though. I mean, why not just be good to somebody you're working with? I don't know. It, it, it's really not that much harder. It, it, is, <laughs> it is not hard at all. But, and yet, and yet. And yet. Sometimes it, that is not the case. But anyway, so yeah, language, language, language. And you know, and I'm, and I'm trying to learn Italian, and... My German just keeps coming in. I haven't read any German, spoken any. I was a German major in college. Haven't done any of that probably since the late 70s, early 80s. And now, suddenly, it's like, oh, I'm speaking in German. I'm dreaming in German. You're oh, dreaming in German. Dreaming in German. Dreaming of Germany. I was in Berlin at circa 1973, oh. like, uh, two or three nights ago. And we were going to a disco. and. And I was the shape that I am now, but I was the age I was then, because I was heavier then than I am now. And so I was, you know, I was hot to trot. I was 17 years old, and I built like a brick outhouse, and going into a disco in Germany. It was great. Uh, a German disco. Oh, yeah. In Berlin. So, let me ask you a question. When you have a dream and it's significant, you can tell. Yep, absolutely you can. And have you noticed that in our community, in our circle, now, I might get in trouble for saying this, but sometimes, sometimes I think social media kind of causes things to happen. Oh, yeah. All right, so I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it, but I've noticed that when it comes to dreams, there'll be a, and I, uh, there'll be somebody who dreams about a cat, and then there'll be ten other people that go, I dreamed about that cat too, and it's like sometimes I think, well, that's so random. The cat dream is not random, but some of it is so random that I go, hmm, is that, is that some sort of trend? Or is that just people jumping on the bandwagon? Exactly. Well, it's the same thing with uh, when somebody will say, oh, I just, the atmosphere feels so creepy today. Is anybody else getting that? And yes, 400 people will say yes. Oh, today I woke up and oh, I just like the hair on the back. And, and so you don't know if they, how many of them actually feel like it's creepy or just like you said, God they jumped on a, a, a bandwagon. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe they didn't think it felt creepy until somebody mentioned it, and then they kind of evaluated where they were, and you thought, yeah, it does feel kind of creepy. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, we tend to be a community of people who look for signs, and, you know, we're not the only community that does no, it. No, we're not. But we, we look for signs in the universe or wherever from our dead or whatever, and we look for trends, and I've always done that. And so, you know, there was a small fire in the stove the other day yeah and I told I told somebody about it and they said really my friends had stove fires 
and we all we both went hmm, hmm. I wonder hmm. what that means what yeah well and something I didn't mention is you know we put in all new burners and on the stove at home and then I turned on what I thought was the front burner that, that I'm not used in 10 years but the way the handles were laid out to turn them on didn't was not user-friendly in my head and I turned on the burner that still had a burner cover on it and so it smelled and we didn't catch on fire but right. it smelled bad and it ruined the burner cover and all that stuff so yeah there's one of those that was about a month ago Wow. So there you go. Hmm. Stupidity abounding all over your stove. <laughs> Sometimes it's just what stupidity. a frightening thought. Sometimes you were just careless <laughs> and stupid. And not only not only that, but I put the pot boil water or something, turned it on, left the room, and I hear my husband yelling, "Oh my God! Oh my God!" And I thought, "What in the world?" Because he never gets. And he, I came in. He was like, "What? What?" And of course, he he doesn't know how to function in a kitchen. Cause he's an Italian and he's a man, yeah. and so and so I had to come in and get the tongs, you know, and do all that stuff. You did. My mother was the worst. I know I rag on my mother's cooking, but she also her kitchen hygiene was not probably the best. So I grew up with burners catching on fire all the time. Oh, it was just not something. I was like, oh, get the big old lid. Okay, now the lid's on it. That'll that'll smother out the fire. Don't touch the lid till it cools off, though. God. So nothing like that really freaks me out. I'm just like, oh, oh, okay, no big deal. Well, and I have to wonder, how many people do we know? I mean, it's not like back in my day. Back in when, day. Yeah, when we only knew 10 or 20 people. Yeah. You know, everybody now has got however many hundreds of acquaintances or thousands of acquaintances that are constantly talking, and you see a stream of it, and it's like... How much of it is coincidence, random, or, or, or whatever? Right. And so, yeah, I think you got to use your intuition for that. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in intuition. But I was on the phone, oh God, with somebody that I love dearly. I want to be clear about that. Somebody I love dearly. And I got so bored just listening. It's, it was the same stuff that I've heard from this person. A thousand times <laughs> and I feel like that's something friends do for each other mm -hmm. we listen when I just got to say this one more time and you tag you're it it's something we do but I became very very aware of the fact that this person had called me late at night oh. and it was just it was like the same thing and I swear if I had put my head to it and it was not late at night I could have said that conversation to this person or you could almost, have messed with them. Almost word for word. You could have messed with them, too. <laughs> if you know the subject that well. <laughs> I, I did. And, um, I did a little bit. But, I mean, the messing was okay. It actually turned out something good came out of it. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking, oh, God, does it ever change? Do you ever talk about anything else but yourself? <laughs> Most and people true, isn't that what we all talk about? Yeah. Ourselves? Most people talk about ourselves. All right. It's the subject we know the are. best. Yeah. It is all right. Well, I mean, we try to talk about subjects. Yes. Just yes. Like we try to. We try. We try. But the thing about time is, I, I just can't figure it out. I mean, I, I know we have this fantasy that time moves. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday was back there and tomorrow's going to be up front. But I don't think it actually works that way. 
at all. I'm told, and I remember reading, that time, you know, I learned about linear time. Right. It means it only moves this way. But I'm told that time actually moves in omnidirectionally. I would think it expands and contracts and moves forward and back and up and down in places we don't know. Because here's the other crazy thing. I don't think we understand time. I don't think we even understand space. No. Like we are here in this house at Weird Mountain. And that is enough said because it's Weird Mountain. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that, that feels like a solid thing. We are here. We are here. But where is here, really? I mean, you can do the, it, it, we're here, and this is in Western North Carolina, and is in the United States, and this is in the, on the Earth, and we're circling the sun. We are circling the sun. Right. For mm -hmm. any of you people out there who still think that this is the center oh. of our solar system, <laughs> I don't want to, spoiler alert, <laughs> the planet moves around the sun. All of them do. And it's not flat either. No. It's round. It moves around the sun. I swear, you would think fourth grade yeah. was a half a century ago for me. I would think these people would know this. And yet, no, there's still people who think that the earth is flat. It's not that they still think it, because I think that they, they knew the truth of it. And then just lately, all this disinformation sh** come down has caused this whole new group of people to go into flat earth society rhetoric. It's, I'm sorry flat earth society folks, you are allowed to have your belief, even oh, if absolutely. it's absolutely wrong. And I'm telling you, I will fight to the death for you to believe something that is just scientifically ridiculous. Yes. But that's I mean, what you won't believe, that's fine. I've got another friend who, bless their heart, <laughs> they think that things like the devil's courthouse uh -huh. and those kind of things that, that we think now are like the core of an extinct volcano, you know, those things. They think that those were trees back in ancient, ancient times, and those were the, the leftover trunks of, yes, to leftover trunks of trees. And when you look at them, well, you could, yeah, okay, you could see that. But you know what? A tree as big as that wouldn't have nothing to breathe. And trees got to breathe. What is the point of them? There's a crow right at the back door oh. just going, What did you just say? I know, it's crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> that crow's going, Where's my food? Bop, bop, bop. Anyway, so yeah, that's another one of them things that people believe. And, and you know, I will talk to somebody that, that I love and we're having a wonderful, deep conversation, like that crow is trying to have with us. <laughs> and then suddenly, and I'll think, God, you are like the one sensible person I know. Thank you, thank you. And then that person will go, well, but now let me tell about the cryptid thing. I've been, it's like, oh, okay, okay. It's all right. Well, I acknowledge, I know there's plenty of mysteries. There are, and I'm willing to live with most of them. Me too. Me Maybe too. all of them. I mean, I'm real willing to live with all of them. It ain't nothing, ain't no skin on my nose. I don't think she's laughing at us back there. No, she's just she's just walking. She's strutting, strutting around. Is she one of the big, big ones? Yeah. A big old mama crow. You'll see three of them all the time here. So there'll be a scout in the tree and one or two of well, them. Well, four is what I've been seeing since I've been down here. So I wonder if one of them is a baby from this year or from last year. That could be.
expect to be. <laughs> I've been seeing baby bunnies. Uh, I mean, everybody. next door, and I was just like, just stay over there. But I swear, once I put in a raised bed and put lettuce, I'm going to have to put an electric fence around it and mm -hmm. dig it into the ground and God knows what else. Yeah, this is forest. But we are going to have a wonderful groundhog dinner before <laughs> you know it. I'll be so happy about that. That's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we are laughing. These crows are just, they are having a field day. They're participating. I think they want us to come outside and have our podcast outside. No, we are going to have that in a little while. In a little while, which will be before the podcast. That's right. So I'm going I'm to speak into the future and say, I hope y'all got the chance to see us when we were on Facebook Live on Wednesday at 3 o'clock, <laughs> Eastern Daylight Time. It was a hoot. It was a hoot. That's we were on the porch. On the porch. And with any luck, I, uh, the porch got swept before <laughs> we did that uh, live broadcast. Um, it looks very swept. <laughs> oh, it does not look very swept. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Go Miss the Yardman was here the other day, and I swept that thing. I swept every inch of that damn porch. Ooh, I'm so proud of myself. He took the little old uh, welcome thing out in the front yard and shook it and got all the dust and cat hair or whatever the hell's in it. <laughs> put it back on. Man, it was clean. I came here the next day, 10 hours later, and it was like, what the hell? Well, it's the oak trees, the hell, and the sourwood, the hell. I mean, sweet gum, the hell. And everything else, the, the hill, hill that blows in on that porch. Yeah, my orange car, which the originally hill. was red, and now it's orange because of all the yellow pollen. Mm -hmm. We are having such a luxurious Appalachian spring. Have you noticed? Yeah. Everything is green and lush, and there is mo more oak pollen than I ever remember there being. There's, yeah, there's a lot of oak pollen, but... My allergies have lost it this year. And I've oh. not even been outside that much. And everybody's allergies have lost it this year. I, we always have bad allergies in this area. Yeah, well, because of, because we are a semi-tropical deciduous rainforest. Right. So right. once it starts, once the rainy season comes, everything is just... When the rain it explodes. It explodes everywhere. Yeah, it do. So it's just been allergy time for me, and you can hear my hear it in my voice. And every time I see the pollen, will hit my car in like pollen bombs, and it's like they leave a pattern on my car. It's crazy. Mother McCree. Mm -hmm. So so. I used to read this book called A Wrinkle in Time. I love that book. I wasn't so great about the movie, but I love the I didn't see the movie. Was it good? Well. Well, I mean, it was all right, but I didn't, um, I didn't particularly like it. I think they relied a whole lot on fancy special effects, and they lost the warm feeling of the story. The storyline. And that happens a lot. And that was the one with Oprah in it, I guess? Yeah, and she was good. I mean, the three of them were really good. Well, I've had, there's a lot of classic things that I've read the book and I haven't seen the movie. You know, yeah. Dune, I, I, I couldn't sit through Dune. I saw the Dune movie and I lasted about maybe five minutes. And it was so ridiculous. And it was so not the book Dune that I just said, no, I'm, I'm uh, done. I'm not doing uh, this. 
I'm not going to let you mess that up. And we all know what a crazy Lord of the Rings Tolkien fan I am. Yeah. And I loved Lord of the Rings, even though they, you know, they varied from canon, as we call it. Mm-hmm. But I went to see The Hobbit, and I swear to God, it just made me mad. Because it's a little tiny book with a really clear through story, and, and it could have been easily one long movie. But no, we got to stretch it out because we got we got money to make millions. Three, three films, mm-hmm. and I they mean, were long. They were long, and they were just big, tedious sections. And mm-hmm. there was stuff that you could just point at and go, "That just could not happen." And why are we even pretending it could? And then, and then, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm really trying not to complain quite so much, but they have Benedict Cumberbatch, who has a beautiful voice. They haven't paid the dragon. And that was, I was excited about that. Oh, that's going to be really good. And then they digitally altered his voice. Why, why hire a good voice actor and then mess with his voice? Why would you do that? I didn't, because technology is everything. That's why. I didn't know that. Didn't, he's one of my favorites. I mean, I, I think he's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, I didn't know he was in He's that not movie. sexy, but I really like him. Oh, oh, no. No, that was a big thing, how sexy. And I was like, Benedict Cumberbatch? I mean, oh, okay. I mean, everybody's got their own taste, but yeah. really? He kind of looks like Big Bird? Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Big Bird can be sexy. I don't know. What do I know? I will never figure out what people see in each other. No, I just me know either. I have exquisite taste. <laughs> and the rest of them can all just be whatever they want to be. You know, the thing about this, and this is not... This is nothing against my husband, who is a very handsome fella, but I have never been attracted to how somebody looks. I'm attracted to whether or not they're talented. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Kind and talented. And the kinder and more talented you are, the the hotter you are going to be to me. And it doesn't matter how you look at all. At all. Not even a little bit? No, no, not at all. You can have hair, you can not have hair. My preference is for big old, big old mane of hair, like 80s hairband hair. That's the kind of hair I like on a man, a lot of hair. Brian May hair. I want me a bunch of hair on a man. Or no hair, or a little bit of hair. That doesn't matter. We got a sound bite of you one time going, I like a man with a big old head of hair. <laughs> I do, I do. And I'll have women with big old heads of hair, too. Me too. And, and I think part of it is because I have such baby fine hair. That that obvious of course obvious and it's straight bone straight, very baby fine and the idea of somebody with hair like yours that is thick and beautifully colored and and kind of wavy curly I don't know if it was real short would it be real real curly no clue (laughs) and never will know I will never know the answer to that question. My hair, maybe when I was a kid, a, a young, we're talking like three or four, yeah. but my mother was talking about that the other day. I was almost bald. I was base, I was bald when I was born, and when, I, when I was one, years, one year old, she said I had enough hair on my head when I was one year old for them to gather it up and put like some thing, whatever you call those little barrettes, in it for a photograph. Oh, how funny. And now my brothers, on the other hand, full heads of hair when they were born. Well, a, a friend of mine, um, not friend of mine, she's a friend too, but my cousin, 
sent me a picture back in the day and she said, now this is me and this is my sister. And I think that little tiny baby is you. And it was little, it was me. I had hair like a monkey. I had oh. black hair and it was just, I had a big old head of monkey hair. I just that's did. Bad. And and I looked at that baby and I went, oh yeah, that's me. That's me. Look at that little simian thing. Yes. That little hairy baby. They called me, my nickname when I was a tiny baby was Rooster because the nurses, and this tells you how long ago this was, the nurses in the hospital, because I was born in West Buncombe, uh, out at uh, where Mount Pisgah Academy is now, uh, but it was a Seventh-day Adventist hospital then. And I was born there, and, you know, back in the day, the mother stayed in the hospital for three or four days. Yeah. And um, and the nurses would spit on my hair or spit on their fingers and make my hair stand straight up uh -huh. like a mohawk. <laughs> and they said, look, here's our little rooster. Because I had that monkey That's hair. That's a lot of hair I for you, I swear to you, I had, I wish my hair was as thick now as it was when I was a baby. Please find Golly. us a picture. Oh, I will. I will send you a picture. <laughs> okay, and I'm kind of gazing off like, like I'd just done shrooms. <laughs> Okay. And it was good. And it was Shrimps. good. <laughs> Shrimp, I was reading an article the other day about them, and you know they used to be, they used to be fringe drugs. I guess I could say that. And now they're being studied seriously for their effects on people with uh, depression and anxiety. Well, yeah. I mean, we're talking about psilocybin, right? Yes, yeah. and and we're also talking about microdosing it, yeah, yeah. not taking of a big course. high, you know, big giant dose to just to get high. Not just soaking it in tequila until it gets soft enough to chew. Is that what you're saying? Not like that. Ooh, what would happen? Holy crap! Well, I guess that might be it. another show. <laughs> do you know what would happen? I do. Really? I have very well. I have, I have vague recollections of what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. The colors were very nice, however. Really? Did you see the walls breathe? Did you see no, the ceiling move? I was I was outside. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's when I realized that trees really are my friends. Trees when, are your friends. When they gather around and talk to you and sing with you. You sway together in the breeze. Oh yeah, it's good. Y'all, y'all. How anyway, old are you? Huh? I wasn't old enough to know better. I was going to say, last year. It was high school or early college. It was last year. Yeah. I was in a festival last year. And we was just saying, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, we go to the drum circle. Or we could soak some shrimps and tequila. I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, speaking of, yeah, I'm pointing at it. But you remember that mason jar dream juice? Yeah. Okay. You, I told you all the stuff that was in it. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, and so that mason jar, the thing about that dream juice is it needs to get, it needs to age. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So it did, it aged. The time came, I thought I was going to give it a try, right? Uh -huh. Open it up. Nope. Nope. Oh. So I get the strong person, nope. And after a while, I just started, you know, if somebody would see it, I'd say, will you give that a try and see Nobody could, it wouldn't budge. Did you do it under hot water, all that stuff? Yo, all oh, of that golly. stuff, right? And Dan Dan the mailman man. <laughs> yes. I said it to him and he was like, oh, sure. And he just went. And it was like, it felt like an Excalibur moment. <laughs> it was like, this is for you. 
Mando men are magic men. Hmm. Don't ever forget it. Mando man's a magic man. Why do you say that? I just do. You've got... Do you know... Well, you do. You know a lot of Mando men. They think there's just something about them. They are like... They are like neo-troubadours. <laughs> something about the shape of the instrument. I don't know. Well, I'm just... They're all happy. They, the ones that I've met. They are. Well, I've met some that were grumpy, too. But, you met some moody but, mandolin men. Moody man... <laughs> moody Mando man. I think we could do a whole album of that. Mando man, Moody Mando man, Mary Mando man. Mary Mando man. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I told you the story from years ago. It used to be that Mando man was the one who always had had the pot. Because he had one of the smallest instruments to carry around. Oh, so he, you know, have the other bag with the water bottle. And so... Is that why they were happy in the, all the time? I, well, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to ask you. Hey, if you're a Mando man or a Mando woman, come on, let us know what that is that makes y'all so, so merry and happy. Are you, are you, in fact, the people who carry around the happy juice? Is happy that, juice. That could be what it is. Yeah, a friend of mine said, you need to give up the fiddle because, you know, I won't practice fiddle to <laughs> be any good at it. He said, y'all to take up the mandolin. And I went, what do you think, I'm a drug addict? <laughs> and he went, what? I said, well, Mando man's the one saw we got the weed. And he said, what? I said, you just ask, what mandolin players do you know? You just ask. That is you just funny. ask him, would they let a drug dog sniff their mandolin cage? You just ask. <laughs> See what they say. That's hilarious. You know what? I'm going to send, after this is recorded, I'm going to send this link to Dan Dan the Mando yeah. Man. Say, say, Byron said, Dan Dan the Mando Man, what does he know? What does he know? What does well, he do? He's, he's Excalibur. He's, he's, he was meant for Excalibur. He was. It was crazy. Opened up. It was ready to be opened. And there was a room. There was a room of us because it was Selby and Laura mm -hmm. and uh, Dan Dan and me. And, and you know, so there was th that many people were here. And they all knew about the, the juice because I'd ask every one of them to help me open it through. <laughs> and he opened it and... And Selby's face was like this. He was like, he really did that. <laughs> and Dan was just smiling. What? What? And, I, I and we told him, and he thought we were joking. I have seen Selby make that face. Yeah. <laughs> he's so funny. You know, he's he's so calm. He's got that nice, calm demeanor. Calm and cool, and nothing bothers him, and nothing gets to him. And that's really the truth, but but when he does get surprised, it is funny. <laughs> it's actually funny. He's a character. He really is. He's a quiet character. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. he is. Yeah, he's one of my quiet friends. So hey, Selby. I wonder if he. <laughs> do you think he listens to this? No, I don't think so. He's a busy man. He's got a job, youngins. All that stuff. Uh, that's in, right. In addition to being such a good musician. Yep, yep. Such a good songwriter. I swear, that song, the letter from your mom, I don't know what the name of it is. The grandma song? Yeah, that is the prettiest song. It makes me cry every time I hear it. Yeah. Every time. Well, and it should. It should. Is this the one where, is it good old friend that you're talking about? We'll sing together then. It's the one with the letter. Okay, that is a different grandma song. <laughs> That's the one that he found after 
Yes. Somebody found yes. after she passed away. I guess his mom right. found it or yeah. something. And it was obviously a song, mm -hmm. but there was no music to it. Yeah. So he see he finished it up and uh, he might have added some words to Has it. Has he um, recorded that at all? We took it to the studio. Yes, uh, about a year, two years ago. I wonder if he'd let us. Uh, put that up on our page so people can hear. We actually recorded an interview with him about the origins of that song uh -huh. on the porch. And and so, yes, yes. Gosh, that was a while back. It was. Two years anyway, maybe more. It was. So, yeah, the answer is yes. Y'all, if you want to hear some beautiful granny music, and we call it granny music, grandma music, but it's, it's really, these are songs about his grandmother. It's so beautiful. It is. so beautiful. And one song from his grandmother, he found it after she died, and it was telling the story of a, I guess, would you call it unrequited love? Maybe. It was unfulfilled yeah. love. I don't know. Uh, well, it's, it's, the first line is, so you fell in love again, and now we're only friends. Yeah. You say that we'll be happy now. Or you'll be happy now. Aww. But when I think of the past, something tells me it won't last. Yeah. And yeah. if it does, I'll be wondering how. That And so that's the name mm -hmm. of the song is Wondering How. And uh, it's just, yeah, and it just goes from there. And it's like one of those Appalachian crying songs. Oh, yeah. A, a weeping ballad. A weeping ballad. That's Word it. ballads, weeping ballads. Uh. Well, Heartbreak we, ballads. we need to not talk about this because I really would love to get something recorded with me and you. And, but, but the problem is we are, we're knee deep in the hoopla with other projects. <laughs> so we, we gotta, we gotta focus in. You reckon? Y'all, um, that tarot, that uh, divination deck, the revelator deck is coming along. Yeah. That's, it's uh, slow and steady right now, but it's going to be done. My goal is to have all the artwork done by the end of the month. Wow. Really? Yes, ma'am. Wow. And then I'm going to hand it over to you and go, well, now that you need to do. I've got... Honey. <laughs> and I, my part of it is going to be interesting. I've never done this before. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. What I'm, what my goal is to just keep it your art so that the fact that it's printed is not noticed. Yeah. But that's going to be, yeah, I don't know. It'll be fun. It will be. It, it has been. Yeah. It's been. And you know what I'm really looking forward to is when we get a deck in our hands and get to start using it. Yep. That's going to be so cool. Well, I'm telling you, what I'm going to do for sure is once all the artwork is done, I'm going to go over and have it copied onto cardstock. And then mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm, from that deck, I'm going to figure out what the meanings of all the cards are. Because I'm going to sit down and I'm going to use the deck. Yeah. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to use it. It's going to be it's going to be so clear and easy to use. I did a reading for somebody on Monday and, man, she, she just kept saying, accurate, yes, yes, accurate. <laughs> and I just was like, it's just, it just looks real clear to me about where, what's going, what's going to happen next. So. I'm glad she felt that way. You know, it's always good when you read for somebody and you get it. Mm -hmm. And then they, I mean, I, I probably told you the story of this man that came out, I was reading it, Raven and Crone, and his girlfriend had talked him into getting 
card reading and he obviously did not want to be there but she had wanted him to find out what I was going to say and, and she would, didn't want to be with him she wanted it to be private so so we did a reading and he sat there with his legs crossed and his arms crossed over his chest and he was like <laughs> and I got like midway in the reading to the place that I always say and this card is the heart of the reading it's dead center and I looked at, up at him tears were flowing down his face oh. and I said do you need a tissue because I always have tissues because people cry uh, and he nodded and I said I pushed the tissues over to him and then I, I said you okay for me to go on and he and he just nodded yes so then I go from here to here to here, here. and then he's blowing his nose and wiping his face and stuff and at the end of it he said I I've never told anybody any of that stuff wow I don't I don't know how you knew that I said well I know it because you know it you know you didn't tell anybody else but you know it so that's what comes through is is the in this case it was a lot of pain and really early trauma and just awful awful stuff mm. and um, and I try to be real careful when I'm reading for people to say now this next part could be hard are you are you ready can you hear something hard right now he was like mm. he nodded mm. of course I am look at me I'm tough <laughs> just tell me what you got to tell me and the next time I look at him, he's bawling like a baby. But, I mean, that's, that's just the way that works. You know, it's the way the cards work. Do you, when you're reading cards, can you can you tell if you've got a strong stream that you're dipping into that yes. you're just like, yeah. yeah, it has a feeling, doesn't it? Yep. It, and those are the times when I know I, didn't, I don't have to lay out the cards. I could literally put my hands flat on the table, look this person dead in the eye, and go, all right, this is where you are right now. Yeah. I did it. I did it. Sometimes that happens to me with dreams. Yep. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. <laughs>